This is the Inner Glow Getter podcast. In this space, we talk about leaning into your dreams and building epic businesses with heart, integrity, authority, intentionality, impact, and even with a small online community. It's for the woman or the man who desires to do things differently. They are also deeply reflective, maybe introverted, intentional souls who, yes, want their own financial abundance, but they also know they are here to create a powerful ripple effect through the work that they do. We talk about the strategy, the energetics, and the mindset. My aim through this podcast is to bring to you empowering conversations with new knowledge that light a fire within you on this entrepreneurial journey. Know about me that I am a super spontaneous person. I'm also about spreadsheets, planning, preparing, all of this. And then there's this part of me that just goes, I feel like doing a live right now, although it has been brewing for a while. And oh yeah, and also just moving countries. I do that within eight weeks as well. So there you go. Something you didn't ask about me, but something that is deeply part about my um my personality. Oh, thank you, Shanaz. I just saw you at a you at a coffee shop, and I love what you said about um, when you share your dreams with someone small minded. That is the first way to blow your dreams. And oh my god, it was like deeply hit me. So mm, that's such a beautiful place to start, actually, because we are talking about creating <laughs> skipping countries, creating content from your true essence. So. Um, so funny that you're on here, Chanel's actually, because the whole reason I have been diving into this topic is because on the, uh, on the live that you hosted earlier this week, I mentioned that I felt like content was feeling the same. It was feeling recycled. It was feeling regurgitated. And I feel like I was seeing the same topic over and over and over and over again. And I think, you know, I, I don't follow just business coaches on my Instagram. I follow multiple niches, but then even then I was feeling like the same topics are coming up over and over and over again. How do I do that? I need that. <laughs> um, it's to skipping countries. How do I do oh, that? I can become a coach in skipping countries. Hello, <laughs> new niche. <laughs> Anyway, so um, I, yeah, was feeling this earlier in this week that I was like, oh, everything is feeling the same, the same, the same. And um, hi, Alaria. And I even mentioned it to Alaria. I was like, Alaria, I'm feeling like everything feels the same. And I know that there's a part of my personality where I can be in the pursuit of doing things differently for the sake of being different and which can sometimes not be so helpful. And I know that there's a very big part of my personality that's like trailblazing and I want to do things differently. I mean, I've been doing this since I was little, since I was in primary school. Like I was always the one in class who wanted to do the, the completely like different topic. Everyone was doing assignments about giraffes and elephants. And I wanted to do, um, I don't know, ants like <laughs> that. And that was, that's always just been me. And I think a part of more recently, I've been in the last year, I've been understanding that part of me and that different for different sake is not always the, the most nourishing thing for me. So here we go. Oh, I just want to read the comments. Always exploring new ways. Yes. Oh yes. You are a trailblazer and that's one of your best traits. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. So it's not like it's, 
yeah, being a trailblazer, obviously incredible, like, but we want to trailblaze in the right moments at the right times on the right subjects. So anyway, I was coming back to this topic of, and it's been deepening this week. I've been coming back and thinking about it. Okay. New topics. And I think new conversations, new topics, revolutionizing what we share in our niche is so important, but we don't always have to be bringing in the new topic all the time. Like, and because it becomes very stressful on our nervous systems when we're having to create a new conversation all the time. Please let me know if this resonates. So what I came back to is, and Shanaz, you've been a big part of this. I want to, I want to um, reference you here is that understanding my brand and the anchor of my brand and what I stand for and what I'm sharing online and how that relates to my niche has been this grounding force in my business so that I can keep coming back to that. So we can still talk about the headline topics in our niche, but the way that we talk about it, the way that your brand voice talks about that subject, the way that you approach it, the way that, um, you know, the way that it goes filters through your brand is the thing that sets you apart. So let me know if this is, let me know if this is hitting home. So, um, so yeah, this is what I've been feeling this week. And like, when I get, um, when a topic comes to mind like this, like, uh, I'm like a dog with a bone. I'm like, I want to understand why it's coming up, why it's coming up. And this is something that I've understood for me in business in that my, content that I put that out there. And let me know if this is how you experience it is very alive. Like I, um, I'm not one for like preparing content, um, months in advance, even weeks in advance. I love what I notice is that my algorithm, and this isn't the Instagram algorithm. This is my algorithm. When I put out content that feels really alive for me, when I talk about subjects that feel really alive for me, I see the indication that it is being, um, is being, it's landing, it's being experienced, it's hitting home, it's, um, it's being noticed. And yeah, it's through like, you know, Instagram likes, but also more importantly, through DMs. Um, last week I held a whole heap of discovery calls and it was the most powerful thing because um, a lot of the people in those calls reflected back to me parts of my content that I haven't shared in months and months and months. Like um, one woman said, uh, I love that day that you shared that analogy of being in the gym and business and how similar it was. And I haven't been to the gym since October. (laughs) So, so this is, um, and that is another indication that what you are sharing is hitting home. So there, that is, that is what I've noticed about myself and the way that I share content. I've tried different ways. I've tried, um, you know, preparing in advance. I've tried one post about an educational post, one entertaining post, one, this post, and like following the formulas and, the thing about it is I was always following someone else's formula and not my own. So these are kind of, this is layered. There's different aspects to this. And, but the one thing that I've noticed about me is that, and this might be different for you, is that topics that feel really alive are the ones that I want to talk about and the ones that, um, that hit home the most and land the most with my audience and 
creates that intimacy and that connection and that bond with them to the point that they, you know, they do. Like if I recommend a book, I see a few weeks later, they've bought the book and they're reading it too. They respond to my polls. They um, comment on my um, my caption, my captions, you know, they come into my DMs. It's all about um, driving up that intimacy and connection with your audience. Shanaz says you share from your heart and that's what I love about you. Oh, thank you, Shanaz. Thank you. Thank you. You share from your heart too. And I love your content. So, um, so, uh, I wasn't going, I've got a list here because it's such a big topic and I really wanted to make sure I break it down. So what I find with, um, entrepreneurs that are establishing themselves that earlier in their journey, this is what I experienced too. We are looking for, um, they are looking for the, like the roadmap to 5k, the roadmap to 10k. Give me the content strategy or the content formula or the content roadmap for, um, making sales in my business. And the thing about it, and I, like, even I said in my post today that I shared about, um, you know, when you're scrolling Instagram and you're looking, you're looking for inspiration for your own brand. That is the worst place to be because you'll end up soaking up other people, aspects of, sorry, I'm talking so fast that I'm getting excited. You will end up soaking aspects of other people's brand into your own brand. So the reason why that, that, you know, and I put in that post as well, that last year I invested in two programs that, you know, in their own right, yeah, they've had success in them. But when I adopted it, it didn't feel good. And they were more along the lines of, um, you know, very polarizing content, comment on what you don't like in the industry, comment on what you do like on in the industry, um, you know, throw that to the side and, you know, say that your content, your way is the best way, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, that didn't feel aligned. And this is one of those examples of buying something because you think it's going to lead to a certain um, objective. So the reason why I want to bring this up is because there's another way to think about it. What is the content that you are being magnetized to? What is the content that you are being drawn to? There is a little key in that and there's a little um, hint in that as to why you are being drawn to it and why you want to create that kind of content. It's not saying you create that kind of content too, but maybe that that coach or that person who's putting out content or that content creator can teach you how to create your own version of that. And that's really important, create your own version of that. And like I said, also, you like, are you a person that feels, does your nervous system feel more calm when you're able to plan content months in advance? Or does it feel more calm like me, when you are commenting on things that, yeah, on your heart, you feel that feel alive, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So the next thing I want to say, how, and instead of focusing on the roadmap to like creating the content that's uh, like attracts the clients and sells your stuff, like how do you want your content creation process to feel now? Um, I wrote this in a post the other day as well. Like there's a duality here. Like, you know, I talk about creating content from a place of depth. I create, I talk about content that is, um, you know, an essence of you infused in your brand, talking about, you know, aspects of your life and how that interrelates with the work that you do. You know, it's very interwoven. It's very um, intentional. It's very, um, 
it's very linked and interwoven and interconnected, right? So I talk about content in that kind of way and no, not everyone does. And I also mentioned within the duality of that, that sometimes it can feel like everything is deep and reflective and that kind of thing. And then that's why there's like aspects of, you know, like I share memes and I sometimes, you know, keep it more lighthearted and do those reels that have the funny audios and that kind of thing. And the reason I do that is just to show the different parts of my personality and the stuff that I gel with. So, um, you know, this is what I'm hinting to here is like, how do you want your content creation process to feel? And, you know, let's face it, we're here on social media. Like we've got to think about our relationship to social media. Like uh, if we're really invested in these businesses, like how, how many years are you going to be creating content for? So what if you thought about it in the way that like, okay, let's create something sustainable here. We'll create something that's, um, you know, that, that is fluid, that is easy to create and manage and put out there in the world. And, you know, without it feeling like it's, you know, compromising your boundaries, compromising how much you want to share any of those things, or, you know, equally like, you know, if polarizing content is making, if you are, every time you go to post, you're like, oh, what if I get like someone in my DMs? Like, what if, you know, like if you're constantly worried that you're going to um, offend someone, then it's also like, you've got to think about that in terms of your nervous system. Like what kind of sustainable content creation process do you want to facilitate and create? So when I stopped thinking about roadmaps and I stopped thinking about it in the sense of, okay, um, I like adopting other people's content creation process. And I came back to how I want to create it. Um, because the thing about this is that people make money on Instagram and showing their business through so their social media presence in so many different ways. Like there is, this is the thing to think about. There isn't one way. We're not all following the same approach. Like there is so many different approaches and you've got to think about like what you gravitate to and what feels most aligned for you and your business. So that's why I say like, there is a little seed of something. Like if you are following um, someone and you're really gravitating to their content, you know, when they post, you go to read it when you, and you're truly in that, like you find yourself. Cause I often find when you're on Instagram, right. you either have your like entrepreneur hat on and you're like, Ooh, Ooh, okay. They're doing it that way. How could I like repurpose that or recycle it for my brand? Or you are also, you're in like full consumer mode, like experiencing the post, experiencing what you're reading, experiencing it. So notice when you're in that kind of full experiential mode, it is probably because you really enjoy that person's content and you'd like to create something similar. Yeah, like focus on how you want your content creation process to feel because there is not one way to create content to attract clients and make money in your business. Basically, there's, it's, um, there's no rules here. It is, um, you know, this is really free thinking. This is like, you know, people create content in so many different ways. So something that has been coming up a lot for me in the last week and a lot with like the, the clients that I'm speaking to and the potential clients I'm speaking to, they are mentioning the fact that you know, right now they are creating educational content. And um, what I mean by that is like, you know, five steps to, um, you know, if they are in 
a yoga teacher or PT, they are like focusing on content about how to hold your body and where to position things and, um, you know, uh, corrections that you can make and that kind of content, right? So, and they, they came to me wanting to deepen their content and, you know, bring a more human connection to it and bring a, um, a realness to it. Right. And like, um, you know, the brands that are the most potent are often the ones because that, you know, if you watch one of those ads on television, you know, especially those ones that are like during the Super Bowl and they pay millions for one ad space in 15 seconds, more often than not, there is like, there's a real human connection to it because it's like talking about a human emotion that you can connect to, or there's like, you know, there's like a little kid or there's a puppy or there's something like that, like that really draws us into, um, you know, recently I was reading a book and it was about um, a Volkswagen ad and it's like, it won awards because it was one of the most successful ads. And it really played into the fact of like a father son relationship, the father coming home from work, parking the Volkswagen in the driveway, walking in and the little kid is in like a Darth Vader costume. And the little kid like is trying to like do a, a magic trick or something like that with their lightsaber. Like, sorry, I'm not into star Wars. So I don't really know what I'm talking about here, but the kid is like, but looking at the car and wanting to like do something magical and the father from the kitchen presses the remote and it goes, deep, deep, you know, like locking. And the kid is like, Oh my God. Like, and this like, it comes to a really simple human connection, human emotion. So um, this is, and this is so interesting because in the last week I've had conversations with aeronautical companies. I've had conversations with dog training companies. I've had conversations with yoga teachers and music teachers and personal trainers and um, confidence coaches and business coaches. And like the, the list is like so varied and everything that we were coming to and everything they were coming to me for was to, to talk about how they can deepen their content and bring that to more human connection to them. So the thing that I find um, really interesting about educational content specifically. So let's talk about that, you know, when it's like very, very education focused. I think the thing about this is that it can be a little bit misaligned to the goals in your business. So if your goal is say you are a personal trainer, but you want to create a really like hybrid one-to-one -one coaching package where you focus on mindset and physical training. And it is this like very transformational premium luxury experience. And it's got, you know, like a reasonable investment on it, like at least like almost a thousand, if not more than a thousand. And, you know, it's intensive. They can reach you on Voxer. They can reach you on Telegram, whatever it is. Like think about um, how your the content that you're creating, if that aligns with your goal, which is to sell this premium package. Because the thing about it is like someone can seem very, very successful in on Instagram with thousands and thousands of followers, but selling nothing. And there can be really, really small social like Instagram followings, but they're selling a lot. And like, you know, they're six and seven figure coaches that is like a, not a like straightforward relationship. Like there's a, um, yeah, it's, it's not like, you know, a certain number of followers means you have a certain level of income. Those are not, um, connected. So, um, 
the thing about like putting educational content out there and free tips and giving people the information is that people will follow you for free tips and free information and potentially, you know, a low investment product. But if you are, like I said, got that premium package or you're doing like really premium masterclasses, then you've got to think about how your content matches up to the purpose of what you are putting out there in the world or what you're trying to sell. So that's that's where there can be a bit of a misalignment in terms of educational content. Like a really good friend of mine, um, Phil Atta, and he's been on the podcast. He was saying that, you know, he's grown a social media following to 25,000 people or plus even more. And he did that through a lot of like spiritual coaching, free spiritual coaching, free tips, that kind of thing. And he ended up growing an audience of people that were more into like free information and free tips, right? And then he now sells premium packaging. Like his one-to-one coaching is I think like 10K a month or something like that. So, you know, he mentioned the fact that his only a small percentage of his audience are actually highly engaged and buying from him. He mentioned this on the podcast, so he wouldn't mind me mentioning it. So we've there's you've really got to think about like it's it's not as straightforward as big social media following, big success. Like you've got to think about what kind of content you're putting out there and who that's pulling into your audience and the purpose and the goals and so that it is all consistent, fluid. And yeah, like, you know, you you are putting in the work that leads to the, to the realization of the goals that you have. So the other thing that I notice, and I'm speaking here from personal experience, because if you scroll back in my... Um, hi Eva. If you scroll back in my Instagram, you'll see that I used to be a um, personal trainer and um, menstrual cycle coach. And I talked about those two things and um, talked about hormones as well. And I did a lot of like educational content and it was all three tips to five steps, how that kind of thing. Like constantly I felt like, and I was coming back to this question of, I feel like I'm giving away so much information for free and it feels so overwhelming. And like, why would people like buy into my coaching when I'm giving away all this stuff for free? They've felt like a misalignment. You know, some people say that like, okay, um, uh, you know, that you have this mountain of information, you'll never run out. Like that's true. Yeah. Because I constantly invest in myself and up level. Yeah. So the, like I'm speaking from experience when it comes to educational focused content. So, and I think there can be an element of like trying to prove to our audiences what we know so that they work with us. But the thing about it is, yeah, like when we're giving away so much information, they're just here for the free tips. Like they're, um, they're like, thanks. Like I've got enough. See ya. <laughs> like, so the thing I've noticed about content and like the way I do it and the way that I see really, really successful coaches do it is they like give you like a, a, a direction or they give you a thought provoking comment or they give you um, they give you like an indication of a, something that you can follow or they tell you about like you know the woman behind the brand and what it takes behind the brand and the energetics and like how the up leveling as as um, within you and the energetics can lead to an up leveling in whatever niche they're in right so they, they give us more like holistic um and and kind of depth to it so yeah there can be this element of we're trying to like demonstrate what we know and 
like that can be coming from a misaligned place basically. So I'm saying if you are putting out education content all the time and, you know, wondering why it's not leading to clients, like have a look at like, if there's like a proving energy to it, basically. Um, the other as- aspect to it is that, you know, the, the type of the way that I talk about creating content, you know, in this like um, deeply embodied way and with the inspiration of your life and all that kind of thing, it can feel, um, it can feel like educational content is a safer place to be because they're like, it's straightforward. It doesn't require any, um, you know, like storytelling. It doesn't require X, Y, and Z, right? So there can be an energy to, to, yeah, it feels safer. It feels more straightforward. Um, but have a look, like I noticed, like, and I was the same when I was creating that educational content, but consuming other people's content that was, um, you know, like that drew me into their worlds that told me more about their lives that told me about how they actually feel about their niche. It, there was a, I was like wanting to create that content that way, but staying in this kind of safer environment. So, um, so yeah, that's what I kind of wanted to share about, you know, and the other thing about it, it's, it's so funny. We call it educational focused content, but we are all educating really like here I am coming on a live and sharing, um, through stories and through experiences and through my reflections. Um, you know, that is a different type of educational content, but I didn't come up, come on here and say five steps to, um, you know, my latest reel is not a, um, it's sharing a, a experience that I had. So there's like, we're always educating. It's just, we're educating in a slightly different way. And, you know, like the way that I like to think about this is like how, like, think about if you were like over the table, like you're having brunch with your ideal client, like what would that conversation around the table be? Because we've got to think about like human psychology and human connection and how people actually use Instagram. Like, and like the way I use it, I'm like watching Ozarks on Netflix and like, you know, scrolling through in the evening. It's such a passive way. And, you know, sometimes I like pause Netflix. And I'm like, oh, this is like, this is a post that I want to dive into. Or this is a reel that I want to see what they say in the caption. You know, we're, we're often using it in a really, really passive and casual way. Like we're not going on there with our notebooks. Like, right. Okay, cool. Tell me five steps to write them down. You know, it's it's not that kind of environment. So we've got to think about how our ideal client is using it and what kind of content really captures them. And um, and yeah. So anyway, uh, this live went on way longer than I expected. Thank you so much for joining. I'm sending so much love. Um, and please feel free to pop any questions in the caption that you have when it comes to content. And I'll come back to you as best as I can. Or maybe I can answer it in a reel or a caption. So yeah, please feel free to pop it in there. And yeah, sending so much love and thank you for joining. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'm so excited that you're here. I'm so excited that you continue to listen and we grow this inner glow getter community. The best place to follow along and make sure you never miss an episode is to be following me on Instagram at Kayla.Benson. I can't wait to connect with you all very, very, very soon in the next episode of The Inner Glow Getter. Lots of love.